Well, hello and welcome to this week's A Photographic Life. An artist's job is to articulate what might otherwise be incoherent. 1960s feminist art pioneer Nancy Sparrow said that. I would never describe myself as an artist, but I do my best every week to articulate stuff. However, there is a lot of stuff that I can't understand, but which I am working my way through. What I often find as I get older is that a few simple facts remain true and provide more coherence than we may imagine. In short, stuff is not that complicated, unless someone wants you to think it is. I received an email from a listener in the last week who said this. On a broader note, for what appears to get chosen, this talking here about photographic festivals and sending work in, it seems to be very much in keeping with a popular photographic approach for festivals, one that attaches a statement not borne out by the imagery, some of which is lovely, the portraits especially. He was referring to some work that had been chosen for a festival. However, I feel this is all rather transparently dressed up and the use of one colour linked across a series of formula that is overplayed. Perhaps I'm right in thinking that recent photography graduates are well versed in conceptualising their work and understanding the market and more importantly packaging it and themselves effectively. Good luck to them. But is the viewer best served by this approach? Perhaps something for your podcast? Well, yes, it is indeed something for this podcast because this email tied in very nicely with something I've been thinking a lot about recently, which is how much work I see is exactly the same as other work I see. This is more than just an aesthetic. This is an approach which, see, which seems to be, to me, becoming incredibly repetitive, lacking in inspiration, lacking in motivation, and trying to fulfil some belief of what is required. Is this coming out of photo schools, universities and colleges? I think it probably is. The work I'm really referring to here is work which is so obsessed with the self and obsessed with the self-importance of the viewpoint of the photographer that a piece of writing is written almost as if it's to gain a grade and then a series of images are created which the person creating the work seems to feel fulfills the requirement of what they have written and yet lack a sense of ambition. The work looks too much like everything we've seen a million times before. Now, I'm not going to name names here as to who were the innovators of this type of work and who are the photographers who are currently kind of creating very watered-down versions. The reason why I'm not going to name them is because it's pointless, but also because there are just too many people doing this. What's happening, I'm finding, is that that work is then being picked up upon by curators 
who perhaps have had a very similar photographic training. And therefore, points of reference, the work that they're looking at, the work that they think is relevant and important, is the very work that these photographers are creating. It's almost like it's a self-perpetuating circle that is increasingly kind of coming in upon itself to a point at which there's almost no point in putting a name to the work other than a generic name that describes it all. In a similar way, I suppose, that you would use for the Dusseldorf School of Work. What we seem to be seeing here and seeing in festivals, and I spoke last week about the paucity of quality of some of the work that I saw in a recent festival. And I've seen a few uh, pieces of promotion for festivals upcoming. And I'm seeing more and more and more of this work. I'm just not interested in it. I don't want to see it. Now, you may say it doesn't matter because there are lots of other people out there who do. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure that there are loads of people out there wanting to see it. When I went to see the festival I spoke about last week in Bristol, I was the only person in the room for nearly an hour. The other rooms that I looked at, people were not staying in for any length of time. They were literally walking in the, through the door, having a quick look around and then walking straight out again. There is definitely a love and a passion for photography today. But this very specific type of work that is repeatedly being chosen for competitions and for festivals is not a reflection on the broader spectrum of work that is currently being created within the medium. It's really narrow-focused. Perhaps it has a lot to do with the connection with the contemporary art market, I don't know. But I've wanted to talk about this for a while. And I think in a way, as somebody who is a lecturer, a teacher of photography, what I'm encouraging my students to do is to discover photographers' work to look at from the broad history of photography. To express and to enjoy themselves with photography, documenting their passions and their interests that are special to them. Not trying to be the person they think they should be, not trying to take the work they think they should take in the way in which they think they should make it. Perhaps, as the writer of the email that I got this uh, week from the listener, perhaps they're right. And I have to say, this particular listener has a very, very long experience in photography with a really good and valid training. Perhaps what they're saying is right, that these students are being taught to play a game by a certain set of rules. I suppose what I'm saying is, surely it's time to play a different game. I'm recording this week's podcast just a few days after the sad death of Charlie Watts, and it reminded me of a dream I once had. So this is what happened. I used to play bass in a band when I was a teenager, so maybe this isn't too big a jump. But anyway, in my dream, 
Ronnie Wood and Keith Richards came to me and said, we're looking for a new bass player for the Stones. Do you want to take on the gig? I said, yeah, that sounds good. But um, at the minute, I've noticed you're wearing a lot of very brightly coloured platform trainers. And that really isn't something that I want to do. I prefer a classic Converse. Both guys kind of seemed to agree and said, yeah, we take where you're coming from there. But Mick really wants us to wear these trainers. So it is a bit of a deal breaker. I said, well, listen, thanks, guys, but I'm sorry, but I'm a Converse guy. I'm not the the bright colour trainer guy, so I'm afraid I can't take it on. They said fine, and the dream ended. I suppose what I'm really saying here is, don't be too stuck in the mud. Don't uh, put aside great opportunities just because you want to cling to old ways. Who knows? Maybe I could have played with Charlie for a little while. Somehow I don't think so. This week we welcome to the podcast to explain to us what photography means to her in less than five minutes, Russian-born Christina Varexina, who divides her time between New York, San Francisco and London. Before gaining her MFA in photography at the Academy of Art University San Francisco, Christina worked as an art director at various advertising agencies in Moscow. Her work has been recognised with awards such as the Lens Culture Portrait Awards in 2021, Portrait of Britain winner in 2020, Lens Culture Critics' Choice 2020 and BJP Portrait of Humanity 2020. AOP Open Awards, Silver in 2020, IPA 2020, the PX3 Prix de la Photographie Communication Art, the International Photography Awards and APAA National Award. Christina has won a lot of awards, whilst her clients include Harper's Bazaar, L'Officiel, The Telegraph, BBC, Fabric, Bonobos and UGG. She has taught photography at NYFA New York and at the California Art Institute in San Francisco. Photography is my artistic response to what I see in the world, in life around me. And it's not just a self-expression, but also my attempt to contribute, to give people some hope, some inspiration, possibly change their opinions about something, give them a different perspective, different vision, and welcome them into uh, my world and how I see things and what I find interesting and important. Um, So hopefully that will change something. Thank you, Christina, for your short and to-the-point contribution this week. I think sometimes we don't need to talk about an awful lot, do we, just to get our message over. That's what I was trying to say at the beginning there. Sometimes keeping things short avoids the complications. I'd like to ask you a question. Unfortunately, I'm not going to hear back from you immediately, but maybe some of you would like to drop me an email or get back to me in answer to this question via Twitter. The question is this. When was the last time you made a photographic print and why? Did you make that print because you wanted it for an exhibition? Did you make that print because you wanted to sell it? 
What other reason could there be for making a photographic print? And therefore, how important is it to know how to make that photographic print? Because my question sort of has a secondary question to it. Did you make that print yourself? Now, I'm not talking about analogue photography here. I'm talking about digital photography. I wonder how many of you have the very expensive printers required at home to actually make those prints to a certain standard, to the required level of quality. Or how many of you are sending JPEG files to professional printers to make those prints? I think it's an important question at this point, primarily because there are people out there teaching the importance of the photographic print. And I wonder, is it important at all? You tell me. I'm sure many of you listening to this podcast uh, are on Twitter and perhaps also very keen users of the platform. If so, you will have noticed that over the last few months or so, a bit of a trend has started out. Now, I've been on Twitter for roughly 10 years. I can remember Follow Friday, which was a wonderful kind of a community building uh, trend, I suppose, that people would indulge in on a Friday and recommend other people for people to follow. And it was really great. And I think it had a real sense of community to it. However, what's been happening recently, and I've been told that this is because of a lot of photographers coming over from Instagram over onto Twitter because they're getting fed up with Instagram. I'm fed up with Instagram, I've got to be honest. For me, it's just constant adverts which are being pushed and pushed at me. And I don't find it personally an interesting place to find work or an easy place to find good work. But anyway, so evidently a lot of photographers are coming over from Instagram to Twitter and doing this thing whereby they're saying, show me your pictures and I'll retweet them or show me your pictures and we'll create a thread. And it's basically, as far as I can see, uh, a rather a kind of a cheap shot way of building up numbers of followers, not quality of followers, but just numbers of followers. So every time I see somebody doing that now, I always ask just one question. Why? Why are you doing this? It really is starting to ruin the experience of Twitter, the community sense of it, with a kind of a bully boy coming into the playground and saying, show me what you've got. And if you don't want to engage, well, then you kind of get mocked. Anyway. That's something for all you Twitter followers to uh, think about and perhaps also to kind of notice as things are going along as all of these social platforms change. Whilst we're talking about that, I think it's really interesting that only a few years ago, a number of photographers were telling me that they were getting rid of their websites because Instagram was so important. And I know there are a lot of photographers out there, and I have a very good friend, an art director friend, who really does understand how Instagram works. But the reality of the situation of any of these social media platforms is that you are and we are in the hands of others, in the hands of big business. So recently, with Instagram coming out and saying it's no longer about photography, it's about the moving image, 
if you've decided to put your career and your business into Instagram and away from a website, what suddenly is going to happen for you is that all of that work you've put into putting it into Instagram is going to be wasted as that platform changes. This is crazy. You've got to put your work into a multiple series of platforms as an idea. You can't put all of your eggs in one basket. The idea of marketing and brand are really not things I like to talk about with relation to photography, but I do like to talk about the ideas of publishing and communication. And in effect, every time we use one of these social media platforms, we are publishing and we are communicating. I suppose now also broadcasting, because the podcast is a form of broadcast. And putting up little talks or statements or little films on any of those platforms is also a form of broadcasting. So actually what we are are digital communicators, visual problem solvers. But what we mustn't do is think that one platform owned by somebody we don't know and we don't know what their intentions are for it, we mustn't put our careers into the hands of those people without any thought. Anyway, uh, just to finish off this week, it's been a lot of talk from me. I know sometimes our contributions are quite long from different photographers and you don't have to hear me going on forever. But somebody did describe this, uh, my voice and this podcast as a, a nice way to start the week with a dark, rich voice. I'm not sure that um, my wife would agree with uh, that particular listener. But anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. Uh, it's getting towards the end of summer. For those of you involved in education, you'll be getting ready to start teaching again. If you're working as a photographer, you'll be hoping that budgets are getting approved so that commissioning can begin again. And hopefully we can all work through the coming months in as close to a normal way as we have have done before. I've said in previous podcasts that you've got to get that jab. I also say every week that it's important to take care. So this week is going to be no different than previous weeks. And I'm just going to leave this episode with those two words. Take care. <laughs>